podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Churros e Tacticas podcast. This is your host, Kian Sobani, joined by my co-host, Diego Lorini. It is Tuesday, February 15th, a day late. Sorry, we actually might move to Tuesdays, generally speaking, because Mondays are crazy. Because I usually travel on Mondays and Diego has his busiest day on Monday, so I don't know if that makes sense. But um, if you're listening to this after the Real Madrid PSG game and you're wondering why I'm so happy and I'm rolling the R's, well, it's because we're recording this about three and a half hours before the PSG game. So I am oblivious and completely blind to if Ramjad got waxed tonight. I'm sorry, I, I didn't know that. I, you know, I'm recording this well in advance, and I'm happy because we had a really nice podcast in London a uh, couple days ago, and now I'm back home, fresh and ready to go. Very excited about tonight's game, and I'm happy. So um, that's the context for my happiness. And I'm sorry, whatever happens after this, it's not my fault. It's out of my hands. Diego, how are you feeling? Nice to see that you're also looking refreshed and happy despite, um, well, maybe not despite the draw. Uh, you rescued a draw. Congratulations. Big get big goal at the end. How do you feel about that? Listen, I got to tell you, man, that goal was celebrated in the Lorraine house household. Uh, definitely very, very happy that uh, my boy Luke uh, got his third consecutive header. What a year it's been for the Dutch forward. Three goals tw- in uh, what goes 2022 so far. Of course, the big goals as well against Mallorca and against Granada, allowing us to uh, either get one point or the, the three points. And in this case, salvage a point in the Catalan derby. Um, uh, we quickly spoke before pressing record to see who was going to do the interview, whether this was Intro. which draw was better, let's say. And I think we rightly concluded that for, uh, let's say, Madrid has more reason to be content with the draw because, quite frankly, I felt that we should have picked up the three points in this game. Uh, instead, <clears throat> right in the moment where, right, what was it was Gabi, uh, his goal being called offside for having touched uh, Frankie de Jong, I believe it was, that then turned the tide. All of a sudden, the momentum shifted towards uh, the home side. And uh, RDT, Raúl de Tomás, does what he's been doing best since Love being a Spanish player. And uh, put that one in the back of the net. And then, uh, yeah, it was like, damn, let's at least get a point out of this one. And we did. But, yeah, I felt that we should have walked away with three points. Well, I, I think you guys were the better team. Um, I think... Uh, so I, I actually finished watching this game in the airport in Toronto yesterday. Mm. And uh, I had like just exactly like enough time to go through the game. And um, I really wanted to watch it because I, I, I had a feeling you and I were going to get a chance to record podcast today. Oh, wait. Put that in the back burner. Oh, my God. This Jeez. episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Of course it is. And the reason why we're glowing is really because we used our Manscaped tools and... We get the code CHURROS, C-H-U-R-R-O-S, at manscaped.com upon checkout. And guess what? Not only do Diego and I partake in this benefit, all the CHURROS listeners get to partake in this benefit. So if you go to manscaped.com and use code CHURROS, you get 20% off and free shipping on Manscaped products. And Diego, you want to you wanna add? Don't forget. I, I, I didn't tell you this. We got an email from Manscaped. Mm. We got new products coming out. So we're getting some free stuff again. And uh, oh. some really cool stuff is coming coming your way and my way, and I'm excited about it. But yeah, well, I'll tell you what, my uh, churro and uh, twins cannot wait for <laughs> the new products. Uh, don't forget churros, two R's, yes. one for each uh, ball. Let's say so. Uh, yeah, make sure you take advantage of that 
fantastic promotion, 20% off of the, the finest products in male grooming. So it, it's got to be done. And RDT, he definitely uses Manscaped. That 100%. Dude, that with his right confidence levels and his his balls, yeah. like there's yeah. no way he doesn't manscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. He does. uh, funny enough, and, and I'll end it there. I had an interesting uh, manscaping conversation. Yes, I found out a person I closely work with doesn't manscape, and and I I couldn't. I was I was just Jesus. thinking, what are you doing, man? What are you? Do- How can you not be taking your grooming yourself down there? And uh, you know, did you wake him up? You have to give him the blue pill. This is like yes. your Morpheus in a situation and, well, and yes. this poor person has yet to be awoken and he doesn't know. The thing Thanks. is, once you know about Manscaped, um, your life changes because if you don't take the pill and you know about it and you know you can't live life the same, you just mope around. Um, listen, Barça Español, yeah. I, I, I always I get excited about you know just um, – Taking notes on things that I actually think Barca should be, fans should be excited about because I know mm. like you love that segment. You love that. So I here's that. what I liked from the Barca game yesterday for from a Barca perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really really impressed with Gavi, like really impressed. Like even like on that goal that got disallowed, I was really impressed with the goal, and it wasn't really his fault. He got some bad luck with Frankie being offside, right? Um, but like he was a standout to me. Like and obviously like there are other things that were pretty good in this game from Barca's perspective. I thought Pedri was really good too. Mm. But I was just really ex- uh, impressed with Gavi because Espanyol were playing a really physical game, especially Alex Vidal on that side was really roughhousing, like just going at ankles, loving. going like yeah. on challenges really hard. And Gavi was going toe-to-toe with him and throwing him around, like really bullying him and being really aggressive and does. physical. Um, his his defense was good. His strength to toss around some Espanol players was really impressive. Just the fight, talent aside, he's a very talented player. But I, I liked his fight. He's feisty. I was impressed he's with feisty. That. Yeah, he's it's, strong. It's, it's, it's strong too. He is strong, but it's, it, but he's not. You know, his physical presence is not that of say a Nico, who is also still very young, but physically, I mean, he's obviously much more uh, present. Like I said, I mean, much more forceful, strong, and, and, and natural, naturally tall, and and and, and you know, physique person. Can you say a physique person? Um, uh, a person with uh, a strong physique. Strong physique. Thank I think you. would work better. Yeah. Yes, um, but for where Gabby lacks in this physicality, he makes up for it in ad- attitude, and like you said, doesn't shy away from anybody. Anybody. Um, I don't know whether it's because he sort of had to fend for himself. Whether this has to do, you know, he's a, he's a very um, interesting. He has an interesting personality. He's very introvert. Um, He's not somebody that, uh, you know, we kind of get orders or we get told which players we are more likely to get interviews with, flash interviews, and which players we don't. And Gabi is somebody who's very protected, you know, by the dressing room, not somebody who tends to uh, 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 address the media, even the the club media for that matter. And and, uh, I almost feel that out on the pitch that he might have suffered from that early on as like, this kid that was pointed out as being somebody easily to intimidate. Now, I haven't seen enough of him in the youth, you know, categories and the younger categories and the Alabins and the Benjamins and everything. So I, I can't, this is just an assumption of mine, but I can imagine him uh, on the pitch being able to at least fight back with his talent and with his attitude um, against players that are maybe 
bigger than him, louder than him, of, of, of more imposing personalities on the field. And over the years, he's really shown that uh, exactly. I mean, he can go toe to toe, as you said, with all of these players. And he doesn't doesn't matter who the player is or what track record he has. Um, he's not going to shy away from a battle. And even sometimes to the detriment of the team. I mean, look at his record of yellow cards he's got i think he must be leading the pack i don't I, I don't have it in front of me but i'm sure he will be leading the pack and sometimes obviously that also has led to ascending off sure i mean like a quote-unquote aggression has its pros and cons i think overall it's something that you really want and it's easier to kind of tame that as it's more difficult to enhance someone who's kind of apathetic and not not kind of trying to take some charge of the game and be a little bit more alpha, I think it's easier to to get those people to kind of just watch themselves than it is to kind of enhance someone who's not aggressive at all. I think players like that, I know a, a, like quote-unquote aggression is something that's very intangible and you can't measure it by any metric and it's kind of one of those things that, you know, obviously the analytics community, for example, doesn't touch on at all. To me, it's a very important factor because you can kind of it tells you like who would go, who you'd really want to go to war with, and who you wouldn't start in a Champions League final or knockout games. Gavi's like someone I would start in a Champions League final because I, I would, I would have faith that he wouldn't shy from the occasion. I had, right. I would have faith. Now I'd, I'd, I'd have to see it, I guess, but I, I just assume just by seeing how he plays. He's kind of got that fu mentality that I think goes a long way, and I think it's probably Chavi's probably really excited about because he's he's basically trying to get this team to press more and be more aggressive, and yeah. the numbers show it. This team is 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 now I believe pressing more than anyone in the league, mm-hmm. so the numbers back that up too. So I, I think someone I think Chavi probably has um, a good reason for playing him. Obviously, and is probably very happy with his performance. So yeah. I, I you know the disallowed goal is what it is it wasn't really his fault, but even on the disallowed goal, you could kind of see the fight as well. So. Very, very good Gabby performance. I was, I was, I was, I was very intrigued. And and it's interesting as well because um, I was wondering whether Gabby's performance was overshadowed by that of uh, talking about physical presence of that of uh, Adama, who again had a very, very good game. Um, uh, you know, obviously the the assists again, him uh, taking on defenders, beating him off a dribble, and and really kind of. <sighs> I think it was, was it Jorge Valdano? It was somebody that I overheard saying, oh no, it was um, Alvaro Benito mm-hmm. said that he's almost indefendable. He was posing the question, like, how do you actually defend this guy? How do you go about it? Well, you touched upon it as well, that you were eager to see him versus uh, Mendy. Yep. Um, or Alaba, was it? We're over, a, no, Mendy. Was it Mendy, yeah. February 15th, we're over a month away from that. We're almost there. Mendy versus Alaba. Very excited for that. No, Mendy versus, versus Al- Adama. Mendy Adama. versus Adama. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully not Mendy <laughs> versus Alaba. That would be. That would be interesting. Yeah. During the Clasico. Um, so yeah, and, and and again, he just had a very very bright performance. Um, and and um, I guess I posed to you that question, right? How do you imagine uh, defending Adama? Defending the undefendable. Well, the thing is, like, you can be a very technically skilled defender and understand how to read the game, and still not be able to outmatch him physically. That's the, that's the that's the issue. I mean, I didn't hear what Benito said, but I assume like that's probably what he meant in a sense, because like he can just he's so explosive too. 
So, so I think the one thing is you, you want to make sure you don't give him that much space to work with. You want to give him enough space where you dare him to go past you, but not enough where it's like, you know, it's clear that if he gets past you, there's a lot of space in behind and you want to make sure you give him enough space in between. And so, you know, you know, this is the thing. Like, it's not like Adama was one of the best wingers in England too. And I think it really depends. And I think, but the thing is with him is that he gives you a really high baseline of just getting the ball down the wing and getting a cross in. The quality of the crosses against Espanyol, for the most part, were good. He had a couple were, which were overhit. So, like, the technical side of things, maybe, like, he's not going to be a surefire thing. But just reliability and getting the ball up the field really quickly, that's massive for you guys. I mean, it's something that you just think about, like, even before you signed him, even, you know, I'm, I'm going way back to games where it's like, you know, Luke de Jong and Memphis were up front, and like no one on the right side could do that. So it's huge, you know. Like I, I was pretty critical of the signing, and I think you were too. But uh, or you weren't. No, you weren't. You, you, good job, Barca. Uh, Diego was full of praise for the Barca board, but um, it's Tuesday. So yeah, it's it, he's turned out to be a better signing than I thought. Uh, mm. So what what to say? It's, mm. it's been very good. He's been very good. I uh, while you were discussing that, I was trying to pull it up. Uh, it was actually it's actually a soundbite of Alvaro Benitos talking about uh, Alvaro Benito, excuse me, talking about Adama. Um, and I didn't manage to listen. You want you want me to play it? Sure. Let me see if I can translate it on the go. Do one of those famous ones. Yeah. Do one of those famous ones. I <laughs> think you've done this once before. <laughs> yeah. I do this though at my job on a daily basis. Right. All right, here goes. Es cierto que le favorece mucho que jugar en un equipo que tenga buen trato de balón. Talks about it, it. It works in his favor that he plays for a team who uh, have like to have possession of the ball. It creates favorable plays such as these one-on-one -on -one plays that we see him uh, do. He's a player that likes to dribble, face the defenders. It will, Barca will benefit from him. But it's, it, what's surprising to him is his decision-making, how well his decision-making is and how, how with the ease at which he's uh, beating defenders. Something that he had trouble with before. Good crosses in four situations. He's indefendible. With good circulation of ball, giving him good ball, and 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 he's saying his link-up partner will be very important. Whether it's Alves, he'll go inside. If Alves goes inside, is another midfielder. Dest is a different uh, wing back that also likes to have the width of the pitch. And he's saying that in those situations he some suffer more because uh, players need to respect Adama's space. And know their place on the pitch. Anyway, that's it ends there. That was very professional. I really felt like this just our the churros legitimacy just went up a notch. I felt like that was like a BBC report of like you know that that sounded very professional. I'm I'm really happy right now. I feel like someone should uh, 
some now churros is gonna explode someone someone's bound to see that hear that clip and be like wow these guys are really professional um <laughs> man it gets hard when you have to translate from catalan to english an hour and a half press conference of Juan Laporta talking imagine, about the man. economic, the financial and economic melt. situation of the club. Can't that was That was a tough one. Respect, man. I, I would literally probably just shrivel in, that, in the moment. I, there's no way I could handle that. Um, I want to do... I thought we could just play a quick, fun game. Yeah. Uh, make some predictions that will age terribly before the game tonight. <laughs> All right. Real quick, are you nervous? You? Are you um, nervous? I usually, I don't, I I don't get as nervous as I used to be when I was younger. When I was younger, yeah. like, the, but I will, I will feel the nerves within the game. Yeah. I will. It's this usually the second leg that I start the ner- yeah. feel the nerves. It's the sure, second sure. leg where I'm just like, oh, this is. But man, this is. I was. I I tweeted this, but these are. This is. I wait the whole season for nights like this. That's it. That's this it. This is all. This is what I care about. It's nights like this. this. Is, you this know. Is, this is what everything else about. to me is. It's my job. Yeah. I report on it. But nights like this is like the fan comes out. The fan, the fan comes, comes out. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good one. So I'm excited. Um, so and, I, and Madrid are favorite. I mean, you, mu- you must be fancy your chances. I, Fancying your chances. What are the odds? I, I guess the odds are in favor of us, probably, I think. I mean, they were. Uh, I know we're higher favorites of PSG to, to win the title. So that probably means we're also higher favorites for the game, but or the two legs. Um, I don't necessarily know why, and I think that's dangerous because Manchester City have <laughs> PSG have so many great players, and against Manchester City, they showed that like mm, they can mm. sleepwalk through the season, and then they right. go into the Etihad and beat Manchester City. Mm. You can't like this is basically how this they have they are Real Madrid. They are. The classic example of yes. not giving a shit of the season, playing bad, tactical yeah. mess, and then it's the Champions League, and you know, Messi just is a little, blah, 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 and well, tactics see. don't matter. You know, that's what I'm scared of. Same with Mbappe. Um, I know Ramos is not playing. I think so. Thank yeah. God. I don't want to see his face on the field. It's sick to my stomach. I don't want to see him play against us. I I hope he doesn't play in the second leg as well. Ah, uh, come on. What kind of interesting subplots are you for, dismissing here? Come for on. you, maybe, not for Real Madrid fans. I don't want... I don't want... I, you know, I, I think the ideal case for Ramos would be he plays the second leg and we just destroy them and then Ramos gets subbed off and he gets a standing ovation and his team gets eliminated. That would be the ideal scenario for us, Real Madrid fans. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of subplots here that I'm nervous about, for sure, that have a very... High risk, high reward factor that, you know, if we overcome all this, it's going to be super satisfying to beat these guys. But there's also a degree of nervousness about all this stuff. And there was a report today. I don't know if you saw in of all of all people, I think it was Gerard Moreno who reported it, uh, that Ramdor's doctors have advised Ancelotti not to start Benzema, but that he's going to anyway. <gasps> and... Uh, I think it's one of those things that gets a very easy thing to report if it's not actual information that you have because it's very opportunistic in the sense that Ancelotti, we know, does not rotate. We know Benzema's probably not at 100% and he'll still start. So as like a report that could be fabricated, that's pretty easy to do. 
But let's say if it's true, because it's conceivable that it is true, um, it has a lot of long-term consequences if something goes wrong, right? Like it's, um, if he's not, like the first leg, how much does the first leg actually matter? It matters, but it's not like the season will be over after the first leg regardless. So it's a huge gamble in that sense. And there's no way goals rule anymore. So it's yeah. not like we need to like force a 80% striker to push for mm-hmm. a bunch of away goals, you know. If we come away with yeah. a nil-nil, one-one, a, a one-nil loss, or whatever, yeah. and we get a hundred percent Benzema back for the second leg, I, that would be my preference. And to, something ca- cast, catastrophic to happen with him is a relapse injury. I, I didn't know it was uh, such. I mean, the risk reward ratio here is is what exactly? That's what you're putting into question, right? I think you're right. I didn't know yeah. there was such a high risk uh, reward. I mean, you can call it high risk and low reward is actually what you're arguing, right? Well, because Ancelotti said before the game that, I think this was before the Villarreal game, actually, that Benzema will only play if he's 100%. If he's not 100%, he's not going to play. I just don't Mm -hmm. believe him when he says that, to be quite honest. I just don't. Mm -hmm. So I just don't know. I don't think. Ideally, that's the situation. Benzema starts tonight and he's 100%. That's 100%. Like That's the ideal situation. I'm just worried. That's all. None of this, none of what I'm saying could make any sense. I'm not right, not wrong. I'm just saying that's something I'm nervous about. And uh, I just. I'll tell you what I'm nervous about. Um, What are you nervous about? You're a Barca fan. Well, that's why. I mean, uh, I am. uh, Whenever Madrid plays these kind of games, trust me, Barca fans are. Are playing as well. If if you think that fair enough, you know, Kules can just ignore that noise. Absolutely not, especially not in the Champions League. And uh, I was thinking about it before recording today because obviously I knew we're. I wondered how much we're going to talk about this, seeing as you have other podcasts and and, and platforms that uh, deal with this much more professionally and in depth than uh, Kule could ever do. But I was wondering, and um, you know, I I said last time that I thought. Or I think PSG has overtaken Madrid as being the most hated club for Kules. Hmm. Uh, yet when push came to shove uh, and doing some deep, deep soul searching, I still think I'd rather see PSG go through over Madrid. Uh, I don't, you know, I I don't want Real Madrid to win more Champions Leagues. Absolutely not. I think thirteen is already way more than um, uh, you could have ever uh, <laughs> deserved. <laughs> You know we got to get some ratings in. We have a very short window, time window, to put this spot out. So the more ratings we can get. Also, um, a high-risk comment because now if, if Real Madrid win, <laughs> they're going to come for you. They're coming. And, uh, and I just Ideally hope, winning what I'm, so what controversially. I'm about, what I'm nervous about is to see like a, a PSG with their tail between their legs and an Mbappé that's looking at Benzema and uh, you know his future players like, oh, I want to be liked by you guys. Oh, it's Real Madrid. They're gonna no. To me, he opposite. Track to me, the opposite. He's gonna come Neymar in gets and be injured, and Messi is like. Ah. To me, the opposite. I think Mbappe is gonna come into he... this game, say, and he's like proving a point. Like this is why you're signing me. I hope so. This is why you need me. I hope Arshaf and the gang, and you know, like I said, it's kind of like when the Warriors see... beat Durant and Durant jumps ship. It's like that. That kind of. I don't want to see a PSG full of complexes and Messi. You know, think about his drought, scoring drought against Madrid and and Mbappe. Like I said, thinking, oh, these are my future teammates. I better not send anyone off. And Neymar getting injured and 
uh, I want to see a PSG that is actually, you know, the one that was on a mission to win against Bayern that got so close to glory. But then, and, uh, and that could go either way. Because to me, in a sense, mm. PSG broke the choke choke job like ice, let's say, uh, a couple years ago when they just destroyed Napoli the and, the, and they got to the oh, final. Oh, the cho- okay. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. They like, I mean, like they got over that barrier to yes. me when they got right. to the final. Um, right, right, right. So that could go either way to me. Like they could go into that mode still, you know, and Pochettino hasn't really got all these guys to buy into anything meaningful yet. But, um, and, and, but, but it also just could be hunger, you know, great players being hungry. Like, you know, Messi could be hungry because of those past failures in the Champions League. Um, it's the reason why he joined, right? I mean, it's, yeah, is this, these games. And, and the thing is with Real Madrid, there are so many, instances where inexplicably you know Madrid has gone through to win it and and we've addressed those so many times <laughs> a 13 uh, to be exact i think like the ideal scenario for you would like in terms of like your your rage factor like to really get you angry it would be like we we squeak through we get dominated and then yeah <laughs> and then like donnarumma makes a mistake there's like a red card. It's like a penalty in the last minute that's not correct call. And then we just squeak through. Ramos gets the own goal. Yeah, exactly. Like you, we can go through worst case scenarios for Real Madrid. There are plenty. And they could mm-hmm. start with Messi scoring a free kick to Ramos scoring a 94th minute header in the second leg. All those things are on the table. This is why there's a there's a lot on the... On, this is, I think, in terms of nerves for Real Madrid fans... A tie against this PSG side is ranks among some of the highest. Like the only reason, yeah. the only way like tension could mount more for us in general is like if we play Bayern because that's always so so bloody, mm-hmm. or or if it's like you play Barcelona in the Champions League, which has only happened right. twice in history, and in both times we're super uncomfortable. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. very. Um, you had a quiz prepared? No. You said I'm gonna uh, uh, quiz you on. Uh, no, it was just more like, oh, Time just predictions for tonight. That's all. Oh, predictions. Yeah. All right, well, I predict. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go big. I'll go exciting. I, I predict a two all. Okay. Yeah. Two all, which again is interesting because, like, you know, two all when it's the away goals rule exists means yeah. something completely different than two two now. Mm-hmm. Um,. I'm going to go with a, a 2-1 Real Madrid win. Oh. Heard it here first. By the Churros. way, got, uh, you know, the Champions League is spread out, obviously. It's not all happening at once. So we are the only Spanish team playing this week. Next week, we have the Villarreal-Juve game, Atletico-Manchester United game. So we can bring forward that discussion. Um, does your Europa League bat- quest begin this week or next week? This week, boy, the Europa League. Thursday, right? Thursday. All right. So Friday is going to be jam-packed then. The Friday churros over on Patreon.com. Slash churros y tacticas. Yeah. You do not want to miss out. Yeah, you don't sure. want to miss that. Unfiltered Diego. Um, unfiltered Keon, which is really pretty tame. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a chihuahua barking. But The hottest ticket. Unfilt, unfiltered Diego is, you know, that a Rottweiler out of his cage. Show off that scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be, just be a little little teddy bear. 
All right. Well, uh, we want to get this up before the game tonight. Give, yes. Give some people to, uh, just some people to kill the time, you know, before the game. Because <laughs> as Ramjer fans right now are pacing around their living room with their stomach and knots waiting for the game to start. So this will give them some some something to, to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll give it a nice, juicy Ramjer clickbait headline. And nice. we'll get them in. And uh, listeners, if you want more of this, patreon.com slash tacticus. That's on Friday, every Friday. We're going to be back. So thank you, Diego. Thank you, Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk soon. Take care, buddy. You too. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.